0: You're listening to Adam, RMD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. What's up, guys? (laughs) People of Earth! Oh, people of the world. What have you done? (laughs) Oh, good times, great memories. Going all the way back, motherfucker. And this shit is ancient history for me and my guests tonight, Kim L. Jackson, as featured in the thumbnail with legendary Dick Lucas. That's from a show that we saw in Silver Lake where we went to go see subhumans together and uh, got to hang out with our old friend Dick Lucas. That was awesome. We're going to talk about a range of subjective shit tonight. Uh hitting the uh, nerves of spirituality, the spirit of punk rock. (laughs) Notice I said spirit, well where is it, we're going to talk about it. Um, you know, we know that there's a lot of punks out there, (laughs) well this show's for you. (coughs) The punk rock fucking mental health platform that fucking didn't exist. I remember getting fucking prick teased by a couple fake ass punk rock mental health platforms. Well, I'm still new. Three years has come and gone. On March 30th of this fucking year, and this is the first day of spring, March 21st today, by the way. Happy spring! This is my gift of new flowers to you! Freshly pissed on. No. I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> kinda. Well, it depends on what kind of flowers you're bringing me. If you're bringing me shit flowers, I'm gonna piss on your Leahy little flowers. And uh, if you're bringing me uh, the kind that come from April showers. <laughs> Maybe it isn't the first day of spring. Is it May 21st? I don't know. Who knows? I thought the equinox was last night. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Anyway, who cares? Let's get this fucker on the road. (laughs) Shut up, Chewie. All right, man. Let's get this fucker rolling. Let's get this fucking thing rolling. Let's get this fucker rolling. We'll be right the fuck back. We now return, motherfucker. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I'm here with uh, Kim Jackson from Season... uh, You had a few episodes. I thought the last one we did was uh, The Wizard of Oz.
1: God, that's been a while.
0: It's been a while, right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: That was like, like over a year ago. Oh yeah, maybe more than that. Yeah, I was in uh, Southern Illinois, rec- and I remember recording that. And then, uh, and then I remember um, Steve Laba getting mad at me for recording the episode because he thought I was advocating Native American genocide because I was talking about the Wizard of Oz.
1: That's, you know, that's so weak.
0: That was a weak hey. one, dude. That was a weak, yeah. that was kind of a pot <laughs> shot, like, and plus like a power friend in the entertainment industry. It's like, come on, dude. Really? You know, power, I
1: don't know. Maybe not, but. We, know, yeah, think,
0: <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> but it's like, I think that, you know, there's a there's all kinds of levels. There's levels to like everything, you know, and. You know, I think there's levels to like, you know, to connected. There's levels to like, you know, I think that we've, you know, I think that we've already established that, I mean, I think that the world has established that The Wizard of Oz and it, you know, in the film, even the books, I think that people have done their, I think that most people are, Okay with separating
0: the art from the know. artist. Yeah. yeah, that's what <laughs> led to an, an episode of that. I actually had some. I, I don't. I don't like calling guests dumbasses, but the guy actually was pretty fucking stupid, man. And uh, and he was just like talking about the Glenn Benton uh, from Deicide, the death metal band, mm-hmm. which is a prolific satanic death metal band out of Florida. And then you got uh, the hack-ass fucking uh, Bob Larson televangelist out of Denver. These guys made a deal with each other to go ahead and sign on a dotted line to make some kind of form of entertainment that Bob Larson versus, you know, Glenn Benton. You know that's They have to sign the contract, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But see, that goes to show you, but see, that also goes to show you, like, no matter where you believe, you know what you believe, or what you know. There's always like these these two sides that you would think were so opposed to each other, but are actually just the same team. It's the same. It's like two sides of the same. And six and one half. Of,
0: you know. How, oh, totally. That's that saying, right?
1: Yeah, you know, cause I think like a lot of stuff happens like that. You know, um, and I think like, especially, you know, granted that, you know, I think especially because I think that sometimes we have to understand that, I mean, even like what, even what you do, even though you are, you know, this underground cartoon therapist at the end of the day, it has to be entertaining because if you want people to listen, you, you can't just get on, you know, you just can't publish something that's just going to be like, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think that people yeah. want to hear things that are interesting. People want to hear things that are, you know, hopefully you can learn something. You can kind of weed through things. I, I, I want to believe that part of what you're doing in this really kind of DIY kind of way is that you are? You're putting out information now. You know, that's. I think that that's kind of. You know, it. But it has to be entertaining. It has to be interesting. Yeah. You have to have like um, some good guests on because you could have the smartest guy in the fucking world on any subject on your show, but if he can't. Have a conversation with you and kind of like, oh, excuse me, break things down in a in a way for the general public to understand. Then that's a boring show. I,
0: I agree. I mean, where's the line of communication? Where do you establish that? And then you know, plus you're on my fucking show. Cool. It's I like that that- I can if I can't talk to you, then <laughs> what's the fucking point, dude? You know.
1: Well, I think that you know, I you know, kind of. I know that you and I have talked about like, you know, you know, we wanted, you know, you want me to be back on the show and what are we are going to, what we yeah. were we going to talk about? But I think that um, there's a lot of conversations that we have that I think are interesting or cool. I don't know if every conversation that we have would be interesting or entertaining for people. But, um, you know, when I listen to things like, even if it's mainstream, right, or or underground, I I think at the end of the day, like if I'm bored, I'm I'm bored. Yeah, you know, like I can even like I can even like somebody as a person, but sometimes it's like, oh, you know, it's like please stop. <laughs> it's like it's it's too much, uh, you know. And I think I have. I think maybe that's getting older. Because I can 100% agree with somebody, but the delivery systems are often so poor. I know. That, yeah, and it's so hard because, like, (sighs) I know. (laughs) But I also think that there's something really cool about things that are, you know, there's some motherfuckers out there who are just straight up like nuts, but sometimes like they're you know if you, sometimes just the delivery you're just like oh you know what i mean it's like this is this is good entertainment yeah um and i i think that that's you know as long as things aren't harmful you know because i think that there's a lot of
0: um what way though <laughs> you know in what way are you speaking of there that's kind of a that's kind of an open to suggestion when how you said that just now because Can you just clarify for the courts what you...
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think that as long as it's not, like, you're not advocating
0: for the harm... That's what I figured you meant, but I just needed you to say it. I needed you to say say that. Yeah,
1: you know, I think that if you're not advocating for the harm of, of, like, children, animals, marginalized people, you
0: know... Environment...
1: yeah, you know that's yeah, you know Huge. Because that's a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah, because we could we could get down with that for like forever. Well, they but both I, go um,
0: hand in hand, though.
1: Yeah, but yeah. you know what's really interesting, and I think that part of what you know you and I talked about talking about on the show was you know we were going to talk about like punk rock, and I sometimes I think this like, is punk am, rock
0: though. You got a bit,
1: but like sometimes I think, like I, I am not the most like edgy like person at all, you know uh, I'm, I'm like you know, sometimes I think I'm like the most mainstream person but
0: yeah. well, what is punk though, thing, I mean
1: yeah, but that's the, that. see, okay, that is a good question
0: you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I think this conversation touches more on the basis of what punk as an idea revolved around and then the music was like secondary and kind of a bonus in order to get the energy out but the idea you know, was that it was spirit it was spiritual, right? You know? Well I think that that it was
1: supposed to be. You would break like- the
0: fucking bullshit uh look at the way people lie about these problems and be like, Oh, that doesn't really exist when you know damn well it fucking does.
1: Well, you know, I think that it's always been about uh a vibe and energy, um I, you know, I think there's like a lot of different layers, you know, I think that, yeah. um, you know, it's like a lot of times it's like energy. Sometimes it's a vibe. Sometimes it's saying the, you know, I think it's saying whatever the fuck you want to say. I think it's about doing things, um, under the, I think the, the DIY spirit is very punk rock. Like I, um, you know, but sometimes I will listen to, God, I can't, I wish I could think of, So I have, um, because with the car that I have right now, it has an, I have an older car, but with the car that I have, it's, um,
0: do you still have that same one?
1: No, no. That car has been gone for a while. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but so I bought a used car, um, and it's got Sirius XM, you know, and I used to think like, I would never be into like satellite radio, but there's all, there's like all of these different channels. And there's like, you know, sometimes I'll listen to either Sirius XM or different stations that are online. And then they play like this garage music from like the night. Like you can actually start like late 50s, early 60s. And there were these people like screaming Jay Hawkins and like all of this kind of like really dirty rock and roll where these people knew that they weren't going to be that's one of the things that is cool about punk rock. You know that you're sometimes, you know, that if you can't go into it thinking you're going to be a millionaire,
0: yeah, you know, that's but not, I think yeah. that, not healthy. Yeah,
1: but, <laughs> but at the same time, here's the thing. Here's the same thing. I think if you become successful in spite of that, that's cool. But I think the part of it is, is sometimes, you know, you've got to just do that thing you know, you got to do that thing that is just like, whether it's weird, whether it's like, dirty or ugly or whatever ugly is to some people, <laughs> right? You know, because like I've you know sometimes you listen to like, um, let me see, like there's a group from the '60s called Question Mark and the Mysterions or something like that. Huh. And they have this song called 96 Tears.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that shit.
1: Yeah, but it's like, it's so like, it's got like, it's like this garagey, dirty type thing where it's like not, you know, when you start listening to some of this older stuff, you start to kind of look at like people were trying to break a mold, Um a long ass time ago, you know, in the music industry and with art and, you know, and with, you know, people look at someone like John Cassavetes as a filmmaker who was like making movies in New York with no budget. Um, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It's like, that's like, that, that kind of thinking of like, you know, when you're doing something without, you know, you want to, obviously you want to eat, you want to pay rent, but sometimes it's really just about you have some shit to say and you are going to say it the way that you want to say it. And I think that's kind of the spirit of, of punk rock, you know, is like, you know, um, that's why kids are so fucking kids are. So people don't realize children are so metal and they're so punk rock that they people don't even
0: know. Oh, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> well, we, lived, we we experienced it, and you photographed it. And I thought that was the cool thing about what you were doing, was you had the eye of being able to capture, like, crazy photos in Los Angeles. And the whole thing really was punk as fuck to me. I was really impressed and just super inspired by the way you were able to like capture and and just kind of like go for this uh, thing, you know, days on Melrose with you, or like you know, uh, and just having that kind of solid friendship with somebody that knew the and liked that kind of same shit, right?
1: But you know, what? I think that part of. You know, I heard something really interesting and I, I wish I could remember who said it. And I saw this like in the last couple of days and, um, it's someone who is like, uh, you know, really huge fashion industry and they said something like, I want to do, I, I want to make the 17 year old version of myself, um, what I, you know, I kind of basically like, basically like I want to make that 17 year old me happy. And, and I don't mean like, you know, the 17 year old version where some people were like a jock
0: or some people were, that's not what you're saying. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, I mean, because I think that there's a lot of people like when you're in high school and I know that this still exists. I know that this fucking still exists, but I think that, um, and I, I see it a lot with, you know, with young people who are, they're still like those kids who they want to do the shit that they want to do. And what's cool as an adult, and you know, like kind of going, you know, because I've been going to Melrose, you
2: know, like
1: for probably like 40 years, something like that. Yeah. I remember I used to always be so intimidated by, like all of these cool like punk people and rockers and metal people and new wave and all this stuff. And I always felt like I could never be that cool. And what's really kind of cool now is like I I really feel like I'm I'm much more myself. But then when I look at like a lot of the people who were like super cool, you know, like it's funny, like I saw somebody, you know, it's like because I like sometimes you know, if you Google people, or if you see people, or if you're reading stuff online, you're like, you see like the people that you thought were cool, and you're like, they're not cool today. You know, <laughs> they just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying like you know, but I'm saying that like I. But at the same time, I also think what's really cool is there's some people that. You know, I mean, like someone was telling me, like, there was some guy from some band, and um, and this is kind of a common story where they're like still trying to be a rock and roll star, and you know, they're you know, it's like they're still like at working like a minimum wage job to become a rock and roll star, and I'm like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but. I also think that there's something like you kind of have to move with the times, you know, um, because I think that there's people, the young people who do recognize cool shit. And I also think that some things that are punk as fuck are like, you know, like. I don't know. There's like some people who just have this cool ass vibe and they and they have kind of evolved through the times. And that's cool. Like when you can just evolve through the times and you're still cool as fuck.
0: Oh like, yeah. You
1: know, I saw uh
0: I can so, testify to that. No just- Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know, but I, I but I also think like that's that's the, that's like the magical thing is like when you see someone and they're just like comfortable in their own skin and yeah uh, and they're not like they're not like look at me i'm trying to be a teenager i look exactly
0: like like i did though when i was a fucking teenager i still wear a vest i still wear my fucking leather i still have a hoodie everything i own is black i still wear black fans i still look exactly the same and now how i look now all these motherfuckers are just now stop putting it down and being like, Oh, you know what? They might, he might, he might have been onto something. It's like, but motherfucker. You know, I was wearing this shit in 87, 88, 89. You know, you know,
1: I look at like, I, you know, I don't think that I, you know, I look at someone like Tom Wheats. I don't think that Tom Wheats is giving a shit about what people think about it. You know what I <laughs> mean? It's I think like you Tom it. Wheats, is like fucking Tom Waits. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that I'm, you know, that I think is really badass. Is like, because it's, you know, um, knowing yourself is fucking, like, if you don't know yourself, then you're fucked.
0: You know what I mean? I think that's a I good, think- yeah. Hey, you know what? We're going to take a break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk more with uh, Kim Jackson's. Really awesome to have you on. Kim Jackson. We'll be right back again. Yes,
2: funny face. Howdy. Grapes, the name Goofy Grape. But why they call me Goofy, I don't know. Yes, sir. I'm one of the new Funny Face drinks from Pillsbury. Funny Face is fun to drink. One of the new Funny Face drinks. Here's what you do. You pour me into a pitcher, add water, don't add sugar. I'm already sweet when you buy me. You can drink all you want. Mom won't mind. Because look, Mom, I'm pre sweetened without sugar. <laughs> hello, hello. Look for us at your store. Funny face drink from Pillsbury. Funny face is hot, you We're sweet without sugar. So no sugar mess.
0: <laughs> we now return.
1: all right Uh, welcome
0: back to the show hey we got kim jackson the illustrious kim jackson
1: you know for some reason i just want to be like Uh,
0: (laughs) I (laughs) i don't know it was kind of like that when we saw subhumans
1: yeah you know but the thing
0: is which i still have that picture of you and uh dick lucas from subhumans and you guys are just smiling it's a great it's a great photo dude
1: Oh, thank you. I, you know, I just, um, I, you know, I kind of feel like this, you know, my, like, I remember uh, going to this, um, okay, I don't know what the club is called now, because I don't like to go, like, I don't go, here's the thing, I don't go to Hollywood I don't go to West Hollywood unless, like, I'm having, like, I'm an old lady, you know? Like, unless I'm I'm meeting you for fucking dinner, I'm not going to, like, I'm not, okay, I have know, you're
0: almost, like, Golden Corral old, even.
1: Yeah, dude, fuck yeah. It's it's about to happen. Dude, I'm going to start getting my fucking, like, you know, what is that, that little meal that you can get at, like,
0: Dry ass yeah. fucking beef steak and fucking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, thing, like you go to a restaurant at like five o'clock, you get like a special senior meal. Like I'm so about that right now. Oh, but, yeah. but part of it is, you know, I don't go. I don't go to Hollywood anymore. I don't go to West Hollywood. If I do, it's like a special thing. Part of it is, it is no fun. It's not edgy. It's really expensive. There's yeah. Expensive parking, but um. You know, like, I was, I think that part of, like, us going to a lot of shows, I think that part of my thing is, like, recently, I saw, I went to see Tom Jones. Oh, you did? Yeah. Where'd you go to? Fucking Vegas? No, no, he was at, um, there's, there's a theater next to the. Next to the Kia Forum, that's called. A, it's like a special little theater, and it's a part of like this whole complex where, where it's near where they have the Super Bowl, and it's got like the Forum and this little theater. And I saw Tom Jones, but I also—that's incredible. You know, oh my god, he was fucking great, and he's like eighty something years old. He he looks great, he sounds great. But what's great is like what I when I go see somebody these days. It's because I really want to go see them. You know, it's like, I care. If I go see a band play, I really do care about what what they're doing and, and not just the nostalgia of it, but I want to go... I'm Here's the other thing that makes me cranky. Like, I want to be fucking entertained. But what's great is that, you know, there's a lot of old fuckers out there still doing it. You know, like I saw X in December, and... You did, uh, you saw X. Yeah, and... But they're Billy fucking Zoom, great, right? Oh, oh my god, they're fantastic, but Billy Zoom, um, he will, uh, he needed, um, I know that he's had some health issues, so he couldn't stand for a 90-minute show, but he was still, like, just playing with crazy, crazy fucking licks, but what was fantastic is, like, walking around and seeing all of these old punks that looked cool. You know what I mean? You're like, you're, you know, like, X and, you know, um, Xine and Gondo um, are, like, 70? Holy something like shit, that. dude. And what's, re- that's what, the thing that I think is badass is when you see a fucking 70-year-old person that looks cooler than some of these people who are, like, <gasps> you know, who are working their asses off on the internet to look cool. And it's like, no, these motherfuckers have got cool on lock. No. And, and they earned it. it. Yeah. yeah. No. That's what I've loved about seeing Tom Jones is that he's just, he was just iconic. And I've been a fan of his since I was five years old. Yeah. And like, literally like five years old, I was a fucking fan, but that's okay. Okay. Here's the other thing about, I think about punk and about music and about being authentic. is that, you know, I mean, you know, I think that, um, what's really kind of cool is to be honest about what you like, you know, I think that you don't have to be so obscure sometimes, you know, sometimes the cool shit is like, um, you know, when I was little, there's a band called the Bay City Rollers. Yeah, I'm rep. <laughs> They had a Saturday. You know, they became so popular that they had a Saturday morning, like show or whatever back in the '70s. But at the same time, the Bay City Rollers were happening in New York and in London. Yeah, punk was happening. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to a lot of the music, that the music that is so. Uh, you know, memorable from the seventies, you know, if you think about the Ramones, if you think about the sex pistols, if you think about, um, gosh, there's a band that I, I'm, I, I wish I could think of off the top of my head. They're like Irish and they're punk, but you know, what makes to me, the shit that is great and memorable is that a lot of that stuff was so influenced by the nineteen sixties, like catchy, Phil Spectre kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it's not just like, you know, even with people when the punk when punk changed and it was a lot of like anger and there was a lot of screaming, but part of it was the beat. You know, when you are in a mosh pit.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, sometimes like I have been in reluctant mosh pits, um where I was just standing minding my own business and you get <laughs>
0: <laughs> in. LA, oh fuck, yeah, dude. Yeah,
1: dude. And, you know, but you're a dude too. So you totally understand what that's like. <sighs> it's like because no, but as as a, as a dude, you're just kind of like, "Fine, I'm jumping in there, but sometimes
0: Well, I've seen plenty of Remember HDP? You remember those that gang Ooh. out there, the Hollywood drunk punks? know.
1: All-
0: yeah, I knew I knew a bunch of those guys too from back in the day, and um, they were just that—the brand of, of uh, gutter punk squatter from Hollywood. They were called HDP, and uh, remember, uh, decline of Western civilization, and uh, our friend uh, Penelope Spheres made. The decline of the Western civilization movies, so you got the first one with fear, black flag
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and you got the second one that's the metal one with like kiss, and Paul Stanley's laying in the bed with all the porno chicks
1: oh yeah, I do. Uh, yeah totally.
0: okay, and then the and then the third one is about the Hollywood drunk punks.
1: But I also think that, wasn't it also about, like, kind of, like, the the gutter punks and, like, the street punks and all that stuff? I don't think people should
0: forget about these guys, man. They fucking really, like, were, like, something that existed for a long time. And uh, I remember, like, being in Hollywood myself. Like, it was, was, like, the first time I was ever in Hollywood. And I was at, there used to be a squat on Hollywood and Vine in 92. Oh, wow. And me and my, uh, me and my uh, corral or whatever fucking showed up from Colorado. We spent the night there, Hollywood and Vine squat with our two dogs. And the next day, these girl, the Hollywood drunk punk girls, those are the chicks that would have jumped in the pit and been like, fuck you and fucked you up. Yeah, And, uh, and you know, they were like, give us a ride to San Francisco. And we're like, our crowd's too full. And they're like, we're going to get you back for this. And they were already in Golden Gate Park by the time we got there, you know. Uh, but, you know, those were the days. And that night, too, by the way, that night that we uh, we left in the morning. And that night, the infamous Hollywood and Vine fucking squat burnt to the ground.
1: Oh, that place was famous. Yeah, that place was totally famous.
0: That was you know, that. That was the timeline. That's when what, I would have been here. You know, for the first time. But
1: or whatever. What, what's really kind of interesting is like, um, you know, I, I mean, I don't. Here is the thing. I I don't believe in going back in time. I believe that like if you if you saw something at a certain time in your history, like, you know you either you were there or you weren't there and um but I also think that like in the 90s there was so much that was changing and a lot of the stuff that was on the strip um a lot of the rock and roll kind of went you know there was like less punk there was you know and I also I'm not mad you know I think everything has its era you know but I think that you know, you can't go back. You yeah. know, that's my thing. But I think that if you were at a, if you were there at a certain time, you saw a lot of cool stuff. But I think what really was really interesting to me is like, I went to like clubs in Hollywood, you know, um, And there's a lot of metal, you know, cause I, you know, when I started going to clubs, it was like December of 1985. And literally like I stopped going to clubs like, right around the beginning of 1987 because I think a lot of the, the metal bands just became super cheesy, but I did, you know, I was there to see like Guns N' Roses. Um, I was really there to see like kind of to watch them become a phenomenon, you know, like, so like, and I remember like seeing them because they didn't look like a metal band. Yeah. They kind of, they had the hair but they were dirty and they were <laughs> they were punk you know what i mean yeah just like i think like that's one one of the things that i think about bands that you know like band like i think that touchstones um like i think like motorhead you know even though they're a heavy metal band i think they were punk
0: oh that's yeah what definitely I think
1: so. Totally punk. Nirvana, I think of them as more like it's punk because they were bands that, first of all, people keep ripping off to this day.
0: <laughs> but Nirvana was kind of the odd man out in the way that they went mainstream more than anything because you would never hear Motorhead on the radio like that. You know, you're going to have to go to the store and buy these records and da 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 da. You may hear them on some special, uh, LAX special, like Best of Motorhead, you know, like where they're examining people in local Los Angeles, too. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the place is a fucking cow town.
1: Well, you know, I think that the thing is, like, I think think that everybody... You know that's that's why I think like that little bit of time that I spent going to clubs in in LA. Like I'm glad that I'm glad that I didn't do it for a long time. Yeah, I'm glad that I you know that my exposure was just kind of like oh it was this magical thing and it was over. But I think that there is, I think that Motorhead got bigger and bigger and bigger over time because it was almost like this mythology of Motorhead that became like bigger. You know I think that. Motorhead became almost like the superhero of a band, <laughs> you know, um, because I think that so many people were influenced by them, you know. And I love that, you know, when you um when you saw that documentary, even fucking Ice T, you know, like they have all these people who were talking about Lemmy and talking about Motorhead, and you look and you're like, oh my god, like everybody was influenced by this band, Yeah. you know? And so I think that there, you know, you don't always have to be the biggest band to be like the most influential band, you know? Um, you know, like I feel like when I, cause I, you know, I'll admit when I, the first time I saw something that was like l- legit punk rock, I was like, 11 or 12 and I was with my mom in Pasadena at some record store and here's like Pasadena still has great record stores to this day but um yeah I was but I was at some Pasadena record store and I remember asking my mom like I picked up this record and it looked like I was always like things that looked kind of weird were always kind of were exciting to me So, I remember looking at my mom, and I think about like how young my mom was at that time. So, my mom was probably only like twenty-six. No, she was like twenty-seven or twenty-eight. So she was young. She's probably as young as them. Anyway, so like I showed her this record. I go, Mom, what are (laughs) bullocks? She was just kind of like. that down. Uh You know, but, you know, I think that I do remember, like, kind of, like, starting to dig through things that were not super mainstream, and I remember the first time I heard The Clash. I remember, and I remember talking about it. Like, I remember having a journalism class when I was, like, in seventh grade. (laughs)
0: What a what a memory, you know? Like what what a specific feeling to. Yes. Hey, well, hold hold on. Uh, we're at this. Uh, we got to break everything in segments. So uh, I'm gonna break this off. We're gonna come back with Kim Jackson. When we return, we're gonna finish off this motherfucker and uh, with some final thoughts and Jerry Springer and all that crap. No, I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> Fuck Jerry Springer. Did you know he bought that fucking hooker with the? Everybody knows that, right? Wait, Jerry Springer. Yeah he he bought a hooker when he was a mayor.
1: Did he? Oh, is that what got is that what got him in trouble.
0: Yeah, because he bought it on the mayoral uh, payroll.
1: Oh, that's how he got famous.
0: And, it, and then it was like for like $48.67 or some fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back.
2: I heard you want to be a Frito Bandido like me. You do? Then you must sing the Bandido song. Let's sing together. You just follow the bouncing Frito's corn chips back. I am the Frito Bandito. hey, I like Fritos corn chips, I love them, I do, I want Fritos corn chips, I'll get them from you, ay, 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 oh, I am the Frito Bandito. give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend, the Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Now boys and girls, you are Frito Bandidos too. You sing the Frito Bandido song, and you look for crunchy fritos corn chips. That's nice. Munch munch munchy munchy fritos corn chips
0: <laughs> We now return. Alright guys, we're in the last quarter of this game with Kim L. Jackson, famous <laughs> Los Angeles punk rock photographer. <laughs>
1: yeah you know what i just no, nah, dude i just uh photographs like i don't know and now i'm even kind of doing different st- like i'm thinking a totally different thing about photography than i did before like i think my thing is you know like when i'm taking pictures um like everybody you know sometimes you just carry a camera and yeah. you you're just taking pictures of your life and I look at it, I, you know, I look at that, you know, that's more of what it is. Um, but I do want to become a little bit more refined, you know, but anyway, so kind of what we were talking about, like discovering like punk rock and discovering the clash and, you know, like I remember being like seventh grade or eighth grade and discovering that, but, You know, one of the things that I think what's really important is, um, like, when you hear something that is just, like, exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like that excitement. And I think that what's really cool is, like, um, I don't know if, you know, Jennifer Finch from L7. Yeah she is now like putting all of her photography from when she was in the band out in the world. Okay. You know, um, but also I found out that Jennifer Finch went back to school to kind of become a better to study photography. Cause it was weird. Cause she was actually, she ended up going to a place where I had studied photography. And there's a cool, there's a lot of cool shit. You know, one of the things about photography is you can super, you can always be DIY with photography.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, and I think starting from the old days, you know, people were just taking pictures. And when you look at that shit nowadays, it's like, it's exciting just to even look at the pictures. But nowadays, you know, part of like what I've been doing, um, I've made some videos that I posted on Instagram and on YouTube about that you don't need to spend a lot of money to make great images, you know, and I think I believe that strongly. I, but I believe that about the whole thing. You know, I believe that you don't have to be a gajillionaire to make art. Yeah, you know, I know you've been working like you were working with like I know that you have pins that you like. You know, like the Microns and all this stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I should be sponsored by those motherfuckers, right? But
1: at the, but at the same time, you know, you were using big pens and going to, mm-hmm. like, Dollar Tree and buying those little wooden um, toys and houses from Dollar Tree. And one one of the things, so I started posting these videos about... Um, because I you know I kind of needed to force myself back into photography because I missed it so much but and I missed it in a really weird way like like I missed it because I think that I took time away from it because I needed to for a number of reasons but what's great is like I also started thinking like people were like, oh, you know, I want to get into photography, but I don't have this and I don't have this. And so what I started doing was, you know, I went into this store and it's like, you know, I bought a camera and it was like 30 something dollars and, you know, um, and it was a mainstream store, you know what I'm saying? And then I found out that, you know, I had this book called the best camera is the one that you have with you. So if you have a, iPhone or Samsung galaxy or whatever fucking phone that you have. If you have a good eye, you can take pictures. And then if you actually upload, you know, pictures to the Walgreens website, you can, I mean, photos or images, you can print them and they're not archival, but you need to, you know, you can have that. You can start to create your own art and create your own punk by by just doing your shit because sometimes it's not about having the top of the line and oh I'm going to have the top of the line and I'm going to have this like you know you've been doing your show with your phone yeah <laughs> you know with your fucking phone
0: I'm on the and 11th this, season this is the 11th uh, season opener by the way
1: you know but I think that that's the whole point I think of like punk and punk rock is that why can't you just you know use what you have, you know? And what's interesting, I think, is I suspect when you start doing stuff in the studio, you're you know, you're the, the vibe of your show is not going to change a whole lot. But sometimes the technology does make things easier. If you have, because I love toys, I love all of the fucking toys that have to do with photography. Yeah, I you know the fucking toys are fantastic, but. I think that if kind of the, what I'm trying to get out to anybody is um, like, if you go, if you are, you know, if you're, if your grandma or your auntie or your friend says, Hey, I have, um, I have some old cameras. Do you want them? And say, yeah, go and get that you know, and figure out how to like master, master, like, you know if you're just using your phone master how to take pictures with your phone and i believe that about art you know you were using like you would use these micron's which are kind of expensive <laughs> if you're using them
0: three a pop
1: yeah but also because the micron's you know because you have to go you know there's so much ink involved but the fact that you also were using big pens so you know the, the, the idea. The raw medium. For, yeah, I think that what I guess the whole, my whole thought process with anybody, and you can take that to a next level, you know. So if you're starting out using a quit, you know, if you are starting out in photography and you're using stuff that you figured out how to make from watching a YouTube video and you're figuring out how to make lighting because you bought some shit from, Walgreens, I mean, Walmart and the 99 cent store, and you made something that and but the it, what it looks good that's cool because then when you do go to that next level, when you do, you know, when you go from Nirvana playing at uh, you know, Nirvana, someone sent me like somebody that I'm very fond of sent me a pic, like a video of Nirvana playing at a Radio Shack before Dave Grohl was the drummer, and um you know my thing is like you have to start with your creativity you have to start it you know you have to share it you have to put it out there and not and and not give a fuck what people think yeah you know that's but that's hard because we're so self-conscious nowadays and we I guess we always were but everyone wants to be like perfect and perfect doesn't exist You know, it doesn't. And I think it's best to just put out some cool shit because I follow people on Instagram that are like, sometimes they'll be like 15. Sometimes they'll be like 78 years old because I feel like I learned something from everybody. But I do think with art, um, you, there's great to be digital, but you have to take it offline. You have to put it in the real world. You have to play music in front of people. You know, you have to put your music out where people can hear it. Um, you have to put, sometimes with photography, you have to make it something that people can go and look at because looking at something on a phone as a photograph is not the same thing as looking at a photograph on a wall looking at a movie on your phone is not the same thing about seeing a movie in a theater you know yeah it's it's not and so i think that's what the i'm trying i hope that the younger generation understands and starts to realize that putting your art out there doesn't just mean putting it on the internet no You know, putting it like that, you know, dude, vinyl, vinyl. So, you know, part of what's cool about vinyl is putting it in your hand and taking that fucking thing, put it down on the fucking record player, raising that arm up, putting a little nickel on the arm, (laughs) which nobody's going to understand what I'm talking about. But like my uncles taught me that, you know, you had to put you have to take a nickel or a coin and tape that coin.
0: Mm hmm. The weight.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, a catamaran? lot of people still. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of record junkies out there. You know that.
1: <laughs> Even in Amoeba?
0: Los Angeles, they uh, they definitely yeah. are existing still. I thought it was a shame when Amoeba just, you know, just gone landmark. Like,
1: well, they they're you know they moved, and I forgot where they are now. I can't think because I. They're cause still I, around, I, cannot, I guess. Yeah, but I I just part of my thing is like, I just can't bother to go to Hollywood right now, but there's a lot of record stores all over the country that are still selling vinyl.
0: Oh yeah. And
1: I, I think like to me, the stores that are selling art supplies, the stores that are selling photographic supplies, the stores that are selling, you know, like that shit. Because that makes you a fucking mad... That's what makes you genius. Is when you go and you're like... You find your shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you find... Your, you're like, I'm going to go to the store. And I'm going to find this thing. And these things. And I'm going to make all these things. That's fucking genius shit. You know, there's... That's so beautiful, man. That's so fucking like caveman too. Is to just be like, okay, I'm going to find like this camera, like these kids are like using cameras from like, they're using digital cameras from the 1990s and they don't care that when you upload it, it looks like shit. They don't because the shit, it's not about the perfect crisp, clean image. It's about like a vibe. Yeah. That's the whole thing is like, we're trying to capture the vibe. And so whatever tools you have, you know, um, to make music, to make art, to make photography, to make films, whatever you have, like use that. Like that's, that's kind of my thing is I'm trying to inspire myself too. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to inspire me. I'm trying to be a better creative person. So that Um, whole thing of like. And art heals. You know that's art heals. It heals. It 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 is it can change it can change people's minds. It can make people stronger. Yeah. It can it can break your heart. Uh you know,
0: it, it, it can is have an a, effect for sure. Yeah.
1: And you know what's crazy is like I, you know, I, like, I found out that there's, like, a whole, like, there's a photographer that I follow, you know, online who lives in a place called Chillicothe, Ohio, and this guy is making some of the best fucking photography out there, but he lives in this town, and I asked my friends who live in Ohio, I was like, so what's Chillicothe like? They're like, oh, it's a (laughs) shithole. And I'm like, what? But there's there's like all of these creative people. Oh.
0: You can be anywhere.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, this guy's like sitting in his little office and he's like got a wife and a bunch of kids and they're like photographing shit. And he's like, oh, here's some cool photography books. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, but there's like, You know, there's cool photographers, like, everywhere. Like, New York. There's cool photographers in Texas. There's cool photographers. And all of the art is happening, like, everywhere, all over the world. Like, literally. So, you know, I'm inspired because there's no excuses anymore. None. Because if you you have a phone, go, go. Take some pictures with your phone. If you have a band, if you have some ideas about music, dude, there's programs, there's people, there's. I mean, you sent me some shit the other day of like some little kid playing the drums. Oh, that I'm jamming with?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know my drummer. People aren't going to believe my drummer. I got two drum. I have my brother playing drums with me. And he's there to play these shows or whatever. But I'm also training a new drummer uh, to play special shows with me. And he's seven.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: He's seven years old. He's incredible. And his dad's playing bass on there. And they love the songs. and, And the songs are cool. You know, the only thing I worry about is the band's called Fentanyl's. And I'm like, well, you know, it's called fentanyl.s The kid's like seven years old, (laughs) you know. I don't know where to to, do some line of division there. But otherwise, every song's just some love song. And it's really just some humanitarian, universally, hey, everybody can relate, kind of radio-friendly song that this kid can play the drums to. He loves it. Uh you know, his dad told me to, earlier today, he was like, my kid's more receptive to you than me, uh, you know, on that creative end. And I've needed that. I've needed someone to help him with that for a while. And, you know, it's okay that, you know, on the par- parental end that you can't come through for your kid. And it's okay that other people can. Whatever it takes, you know, uh, we need positive adult uh Uh, you know role models to be there for and uh, there's nothing better than a punk rock adult role model for these kids
1: i'm telling you dude right now like i'm like i said you know instagram i look at some of the people that i follow yeah sometimes and i follow people you know i had to actually kind of create like you know, I I kind of want to focus some of my stuff on photography. Yeah, you know, I start to kind of divert stuff from my my main page to like other you know because there's stuff like I want to do with like fashion. Um, but you know, when I sometimes you know you look at a kid, you know, there's these little girls who there's one girl from Japan, there's one girl from England, and they're fucking drummers, and they're fucking beast they're like little kids and they're like beast of drummers and what's great is that they play music that was made before some of their parents were even conceived <laughs> Yeah, you know so there's something about when people hear punk and they hear rock and roll
0: yeah
1: that I'm t- it's like, you know, kids, sometimes they don't have the language when they're young to, um, to express themselves, but they hear that fucking music and that's where their fucking stuff comes out. It's like, just let them create. You know, I am a huge, I, I believe that art and music are, they're as important to me. You know, schools spend money on sports, but they will dick around the fucking art department. I'm like, you motherfuckers. I look at that as the same thing. And here's, and I say that as the auntie of a badass fucking little track star, you know. But I think that music is as important as sports in yeah. school. And I think art is important in school. And I think that... Pay these fucking, pay, put money into those programs because that's the shit that'll keep kids.
0: It's an out investment.
1: Of jail. It's an investment. It, it is a total fucking investment. It keeps kids out of, out, of, out of jail. It keeps kids from, you know, I think when kids have uh, like mental illness, you know, sometimes the therapy. You know, you can, you can have the professional therapy, but also have the art and music be a part of the therapy. Because a lot of times, these kids just need an outlet.
0: And, and- uh, you know, I don't want to cut you off. We are coming to the end, Kim. But I, I, I do want to say this, that in concurrence with what you're saying and to people out there, I want to say, you know, hey, uh, simply go online Google it, look into your community outreach, look online, look into uh, any kind of, like, resource programs you can be involved with to help somebody out. Um, to, and that's punk rock. That's punk, okay? You want to talk about what's punk and da-da-da-da, that's punk rock. You want to help somebody out, that's that's going to be the punkest fucking thing you're ever going to do. Kim Jackson, Fucking love you, dude.
1: I love you, dude. <laughs>
0: Thank oh, you for being on the show again.
1: Oh my gosh, this was awesome. I I, I think I liked that I didn't go where I thought it was gonna go, but it went in a good direction. And it I was positive, I, yeah. It, but it was like, but that's like almost like we were just jamming. We were just riffing. I know it. I Be- was,
0: like, yeah, we I did. Was it was sweet riffery.
2: <laughs> hey hey hey
0: what up mom I just Hi. I just got done doing that show with Kim Jackson you know yeah and it's all about you know the spirit of punk and I really liked how it was going and uh you know later on I started working on my little page on Instagram the Cartoonist, you should fucking know, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I put up a Pakistanian, she's the first female Pakistanian woman. Her name is Nigar Nazar. And she created a, a female, uh, cartoon character to kind of like show the sexist, uh, you know stance of the muslim uh community where she's at there and uh i tried to put up her information yeah and instagram fucking shadow banned her and it's and I the
2: told you big brothers watching you my aunt had one of the saudi arabian royal family on our facebook page back when we went to condition orange here a couple of years back and they started sending me friend requests straight from the Pentagon and the oil company. And these guys were dressed to kill and had a bunch of money.
0: Can you believe how fucking stupid this shit is?
2: It got so bad I put up on my thing: if you're from, uh, if you work for an oil company or the Pentagon, you need not apply. Don't send me any more friend requests. You won't be accepted. You know what? That big brother will shatter you.
0: I'll tell you what, too. I, I'll prove that it really is them because I fucking put it up and then I was like, I didn't see any of the bio information that I'd copy pasted from Wikipedia. Yeah. And I put it up there. Uh, And I knew I did, but I didn't see anything there. So I was like, whatever, it was my fault, right? That's how I thought at first. So I went back, did the whole fucking thing again. And it was like, won't take your information, won't update your information. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I know my phone's a piece of shit, but it's not a piece of shit like that. (laughs) So I, I fucking, you know, I got on there and asked my buddy who got really inspired by the page, cartoonist? you should fucking know, and uh, so he was giving me compliments, and I was like, will you do me a favor, man, because he started putting up cartoonists too, you know, Mom? Yeah. So I told him to put that one up, put up uh, Nigar Nazar, and he was like, okay, and sure enough, he tagged me and some other people, and nope. And it wouldn't put up his information. And uh, I just thought... And he said it himself. He was like, it's the Pakistan angle. I was like, totally racist. He goes, oh yeah. (laughs) And I just couldn't believe it, man. Like, I can't get a cartoonist up there that's backed by Hanna-Barbera since 1979. Like, give me a fucking break. What kind of fucking bullshit... I'm so pissed right now, Mom. I'm like, this lady's the, uh, she's the same age as you too, Mom. You know?
2: Bullshit, you know?
0: Yeah. It's like, this woman's worked her whole life to fucking get to where she is. What, because she's Muslim? You're gonna fucking profile her? What, she's a fucking terrorist? Give me a fucking break, man. Well? So not punk rock.
2: <laughs> Definitely not
0: punk. Not fucking punk rock. Pisses me the fuck off.
2: We all know, know Rumpusita and all them great bureaucrats in Washington are punk lights.
0: I can't believe they would put some shit on a fucking innocent cartoonist. Yeah. Oh, it really pisses me off. And Gogi's uh, I don't know if it's pronounced Gogi or Goji. But, Mom, it's fucking awesome. And it's just like this cartoon character rendition of this single, like, uh, Pakistanian mom who's trying to take care of her family while she's living in this sexist society. And it's like, what, you're gonna shadow ban her for that and act all weird? That's like little kid mentality, man. You know? It really pisses me off. Anyway... Had to throw it up here at the end of the show here, even though it doesn't... It is relevant to the show, but it, uh... It's
2: no punk light radio, you know?
0: It is no punk light, man.
2: That's shit like that when we see
0: it. NPL, man.
2: No punk light. Nope. Everybody fucking ban Instagram.
0: I'm not gonna ban it, but... You know, what? I asked the guy, I was like, well, how do I fucking get around without Big Brother even noticing? And he was like, cause it was his idea to come up with something like that. I was like, how would you do it? And he goes, just put the pictures back up and tell the little story about Instagram being like fucking racist about it. Fucking all weird and pretty much racially profiling this poor woman. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. You know? Yeah. So I'm going to go for it. And, uh, you know, I could lose the whole page because of it. But you know what? I'd rather fucking have it documented here that I did go for it. Even if it is like some little... Nobody really, you know... I think people would miss it already, too, you know?
2: She could use in court.
0: Yeah, something I fucking could use in court with her. Yeah. I'll go to court with her. I'll be like, fuck them. I got your back, dude. Yeah. You fucking turning down that... Where's the humanity, dude? Oh, she's Muslim. We got a fucking...
2: We got a ban on all Muslims because of terrorist activity. Well, what about the good ones that are over there fighting to stay alive?
0: I went in... Oh, here's a weird one, too. I'm going to end it on this note. I went to uh, go learn how to pronounce her name the right way, Mom. Because the way you spell it is N-I-G-A-R. And then N-A-Z-A-R. And so I went to go translate it. And then uh, it's Turkish. When you, ter- when you translate it... Uh, Her first name stays the same, but uh, Nazar means evil eye. Weird, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just thought that was a weird thing to translate. (laughs) But uh, it does tell you it's pronounced Nigar. Nazar. That's how you pronounce her name. And I can't believe that Instagram would just go out of their way to ban a cartoonist for their religion or some shit. Like, I don't understand.
2: They were sad for this.
0: If there is some story I'm not understanding about it.
2: It doesn't matter if she's over there fighting for Pakistani women's rights. She deserves the big favor from us anyway.
0: Yeah, that's not what I was going to say, but you're right. But uh, what I was going to say was, God forbid she did do some kind of act of whatever, and that's why they're <laughs> acting that way or whatever. But uh, people get accused of all kinds of shit all the time, apparently.
2: The only act of terrorism she has committed is speaking out about the sex.
0: As far as I can see, that's exactly correct. And
2: is her crime
0: in the Arab world. And shame on the fucking western social platform.
2: Right.
0: You know. Fucking assholes. Alright, you ready to wrap this motherfucker up, Mom? Yep. Uh, Alright, thanks for being on here. No punk light.
2: No punk light. May no punk light radio live forever. No shit. therapy.
0: <laughs> After a show like that, I don't know what else to say, but... Mouse is dead, got in the head. Yeah. Got too
2: they what they That's what I'm saying. That's right. The
0: Take it seriously, change the words around, try to make it look profound, The comedian is on stage, he's taking for a wage, the critics think he's great, but the laughter turns to hate. And here we are, guys. Thank you, Dick Lucas. Uh, Kim L. Jackson, want to thank you for being on the show again. I really enjoyed it. I thought we hit some prevalent shit. And I thought it was punk as fuck overall. <laughs> That's my final analysis about it. As far as the NPL uh, supplement at the end with Grandma Gutterpunk, Nagar Nazar uh, is a cartoonist, not a terrorist. Oh my God. I can't believe I found one where they're shadow banning, they shadow ban information and do weirdest shit. Why is social media allowed to be racist? Why is that a thing? They're not gonna be like talk, telling me some reason that they don't do it. It's because of this and that. She hasn't done anything wrong. She's a cartoonist. You guys should go do uh, your own information uh, research about it, man. Like I said, it pissed me off. And I left at a standstill, but I really just have to do something new to get back at Big Brother. Uh, Fuck these guys. Oh, God. This song fits fucking perfectly, too. And to uh, Miss uh, Nazar out there in the Middle East, Turkey, Palestine... Pakistanian, whatever you are, you have a right to be whoever you are, fuck these guys, man, anyway, if you got a show, Cryptozoological, zoological you want to talk to me and Grandma Gutterpunk, 206-666-5847, don't be a fucking dick, you can only hear the show on Spotify, fucking ears, earbuds, and 420 the fuck up, dude. Alright, guys, I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground. God damn it. You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED. Oh. <laughs> God damn it Fuck You've been listening to Adam RMD <laughs> You've been listening to Adam RMD Oh god You've been listening to Adam RMD GED underground cartoon therapy. Fuck.